This is the story of a what would your life look like if you believed every experience only allowed you to be everything that you can be? Shut up! But seriously, what if it did? I had gone from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person in the world to actual human being. It doesn't just happen in the movies. We're talking transformation in your life. That's what we're exploring here. Are you ready? Hi there, my name is Allie Williams. A few years ago, I left my old Kentucky home to build my dreams. With $125 in my pocket, after a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign that allowed me to leave and learn in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored for two years, then landed in sunny LA after learning three things. One, your almost will never satisfy your craving for your utmost. Two, the most courageous work is done in love. And three, the crazy faith within you, that's what changes everything. And that is where the real journey began. My journey to embrace imperfection and build a life to live out those truths. It's brought me to you. Lucky me, right? If you're here, I'm holding space for you to get to know the courage and character you carry. The thing that so many of us miss. I know I did. That involves some effort though. A bit of being and some doing. Learning, healing, loving, failing, and growing. The works. Now, I have a disclaimer. If you want to remain the same, I lovingly recommend you find another podcast. I believe in you far too much to allow you to stay stagnant. Here, we grow. Here, we live overconfident and underprepared because this is the thing. You're never going to be fully ready. And I promise that shouldn't stop you. If you're still here, I have one thing that I need from you. Show up. Show up nervous, show up frustrated, show up confused, just show up. Not for me, for you. In exchange, I'll do the same. I'll bring the stories, the conversations, and the tools I've found thus far in bite-sized episodes. Because my journey wasn't just to teach me something. It's for you. I believe we were created to change the world. Yes, that means you. But I want to know, will you? I'm willing to bet that you will. You ready? Let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. Today's episode is really exciting, insightful, and it's with one of my great friends from LA, Kirsten Fiverr. So hello, girl. I'm so glad Hi. to have you. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Allie. Oh my gosh, of course. And we met, gosh, probably what, a year ago, over a year ago now? Yeah. Um, after COVID, it's so funny. I feel like time <laughs> is an element that is far beyond me, but we met through one of our mutual friends, Emily, and very quickly realized that we both just had a broken heart for 
human trafficking and just really, really were invested in understanding, making it applicable and like just something that's easy to understand. And then using our lives and the calls that God has on our lives to just like integrate awareness and solutions. And so that is not unique to us. There are 7 billion people on this earth. There are so many of us who have that same broken heart. And we made this episode so that you could just sit down in 20 minutes and understand what this buzzword is Mm -hmm. in a very simple way. So the whole objective of this is to let you know some just interesting, honestly, appalling facts, but then bring them from numbers into something that actually like makes sense. And then we do want to make this into a series. So please listen all the way through, find us in the DMs. Obviously all of everything is linked in the show uh, notes for you guys to go through. But yeah, just know that this is like a coffee side chat with your girlfriends about something that we really believe you're going to care about. So with that being said, Kirsten, who are you? What do you do? Tell us about you. (laughs) Well, thanks for that intro, Allie. And I'm so passionate about having this conversation because I think it's something that is obviously very overwhelming to even step into. And I know that my journey, it's been about like four years of me really diving into this. And in the beginning, I was so overwhelmed. And it is a crime that A21 says is hidden, but it's in plain sight. But because it's so hidden and it's obviously not being reported always, the stats and the numbers are really hard to pinpoint. So I found that when I was going on this journey of trying to do research myself, I found a lot of confusing and conflicting information. And I think there is a lot of misinformation out there. And so I'm really happy and excited to be here. And like Ali said, we met in LA. I live in Los Angeles. I'm an actress and a filmmaker. And so actually my journey of going down this path of learning about human trafficking started at, um, it started at a church conference. I saw an A21 ad and I was like, what is this thing? Like human trafficking. I thought that that happened in abroad countries and that it looked like the movie Taken where you're kidnapped, but the ad just like struck a chord with me. And I was like, I have to do something. I was so overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. I just went and bought a t-shirt in the lobby. But then that started my journey of really being aware. And then about a few months later, I was at an event for SAG-AFTRA, which is the actors union. And it just so happened to be about using film to fight human trafficking. And there was a panel of different members of nonprofits. There was a woman named Marisol Nichols. She's in the show Riverdale, if you watch that. And so she has gone undercover a lot, posing as a like drugged out mom that the traffickers are like taking advantage of her kid. And then they've gone and got these traffickers in rural California that kids were being sold in California in my backyard. And I was like, this is happening closer to home. So we can get a little more into my journey later, but just big, big picture is it was kind of like one step after another of like these quote unquote coincidences. And I got to the point where I was like, I can't ignore this anymore. Like I believe in God and I'm like, okay, God, like however you want to use me in this, I will be your like willing vessel. And so now I'm creating a documentary about it. I also have my own podcast where we talk a lot about this issue from different angles and perspectives. So I'm really excited today just to do like a brief overview of some of these stats so that whoever's listening 
like Ali said, we want to be here. We're learning too. It's a constantly evolving crime and situation. And so it's something that we're all learning and we all have different gifts and ways that we can fight this together. So I'm really excited to be having this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And we all have that same kind of story where we first got, you know, bitten by the bug of, oh, I need to care about this. Right. Mm -hmm. And as you dive into this information with us, you may, you may not, either one is fine. Um, But we want you to know that like, these are sound stats. And more than that, they're just stats. It's it is really happening, right? Like you hear the numbers, but it's so easy to be desensitized by them still like it's appalling. And it's crazy. And it's like, whoa, and then it's like, I need to go to Kroger and grab my groceries, right? And that's totally fine. But we encourage you to dig. And yeah, we're going to be putting some really like sound organizations in the show notes for you to kind of like peruse that we have found are really, really great resources. So with that, I also want to tell you guys, so I worked for Christine Kane and Propel Women, which is off of A21. They are all the same organization actually legally. And so I got to work in the office with A21. I got to see just the work and, you know, people being saved all across the country and how slow of a process it is. So we would celebrate when we save four people. Absolutely. And this is one of the largest, most established organizations in this space abdicating and going out and saving and rehabilitating these victims and these survivors. And we were, it was just the tip of the iceberg. So know too that like we are the generation who takes that baton and runs with it. And so I want you to get excited. Conviction might come. It might not, like I said, but get excited because there's a reason you're listening to this. Okay. There's a reason that you ended up here and now listening. There's a reason you ended up at that conference. Kirsten, there's a reason I ended up in the office of A21, right? God works in mysterious ways. So with that, we're going to just really take you through slavery and like what it is. So I'm going to kind of explain it. So like, okay, Allie, Kirsten, human trafficking, what does that mean, right? Like traffic, what it, traffic, it's like a green light, a red light, right? Like it doesn't necessarily always mean what we might think in our head. It is specifically the illegal trade of human beings. So uh, they recruit, they control, they use people's bodies sexually. They exploit the labor and the life of people. There are different ways that it's done through force and fraud, through grooming people like psychologically and bringing them in. And it is, you know, violent. But that violence can be emotionally, psychologically, as well as by force. So understanding that a lot of people are brought in in different ways. So strip clubs are a very, very common one, obviously, like stealing people and like abducting people is a big one. But something that you might know of in like your day to day that is growing rapidly is OnlyFans right? Like that is a really great gateway into getting into this industry on more of that sexual and like slavery side of things. But there are many ways that this is done. And this hit home for me too in Kentucky, just so you know, Kentucky was busted. There was a truck there. It's where UPS for all of the Eastern side of the United States has their airport and everything about 30 minutes from where I'm from. And they busted a few truckloads of children, Mm. like hundreds of children in the back of trucks, semi-trucks that you might pass on the highway. They had stolen all these children. They were, you know, taking them, transporting them to their new owners. Like that happens 
here and now. So again, a very applicable way of like, we're going to throw these big numbers, but like if it is happening in your backyard, it is happening on the website that like your friend might be sharing some things just to make some extra money. Like it is here and now. So let's go into like the numbers part of it. And Kirsten, I want you to really just like take one, two, and three and run because I know you're so knowledgeable in this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before I get into these numbers, I just want to add on to what you were saying, Allie. It's a lot of times traffickers, especially in the US, know the victim. So it's like Allie has been mentioning this grooming process. And the key thing that I want everyone to know and understand about human trafficking is that traffickers exploit the vulnerabilities of individuals. So they're trained to look out for, oh, this kid is in the foster care system. They don't have anyone looking after them. They don't have the fundamental human needs of a home and of love and for someone to protect them. And so these traffickers identify that and they very slowly come in and be like and give them those things. A lot of times they will present themselves as a friendly person. There's something called Romeo pimps where boys go into schools and they identify girls that are maybe misfits and show them love and show them, you know, that they can be their boyfriend. And then they say, you know, if you really love me, you'll do this thing for me. And then it's a slow manipulative process. There's a lot of abuse involved. A lot of times they force them to take drugs and then they get them hooked on that. And so it looks so different in many different ways. But I think the one thing that I've seen a lot of misinformation is that it doesn't always happen kidnapping. A lot of times the victims know the human, know the trafficker. And so um, I just wanted to say that. And because of that, so we're going into the first quick fact here. There are more people enslaved today than any other time in history. Part of that has to do with the fact that they are humans, right? Like when you think of drug trafficking, you think of arms trafficking. Those are things that if you get caught with drugs, the trafficker, there's no denying that. If you're caught with a human, I hate to put it in these blunt terms, but traffickers can, you know, because it's a manipulative, coercive thing, they can say, oh, it's my girlfriend or, oh, it's my child or whatever the thing is. And the other thing is that you can use drugs once, right? You can sell firearms once, but you can sell a human again and again and again. And so that is why, unfortunately, is the most quickly growing industry, criminal industry. And with that, it's a $150 billion industry per year. I, I, I don't even, I can't even personally fathom that. And you have to also think about when you're thinking about all of this, for all of the supply that there is, there's a demand. So where's the demand coming from? Because actually, a lot of times it's coming from the US, it's coming from married men, and it's coming from this sexualized society that we've created where people have this insatiable desire for sex and they have an insatiable... That's why the pornography industry is really interlinked with human trafficking. Not only are victims that are trafficked involved in pornography, but it's also creating this insatiable desire for sex that people are having to go find elsewhere. So that's why they then go to a brothel where a lot... Why they go then hire a prostitute when a lot of those victims are actually a lot of the quote unquote prostitutes are actually victims. There's also no such thing as a child prostitute. The federal definition of human trafficking is, or for sex trafficking, is that the force, manipulation, or coercion 
into commercial sex activities or any commercial sex activity involved with a minor. So you cannot be under 18 and consent to prostitution. And so with that, that's just something to keep in mind too. The more that we have this culture of accepting that, oh yeah, go to the strip club. Oh yeah, go to Vegas and hire a prostitute. Like that culture of making it cool for guys to do that and is just part of the solution. When there's a supply, there's always a demand that keeps it going. So I wanted to touch on that. And like we said, it's there's more people enslaved today than any other time. And the estimated number is that there's 40.3 million people enslaved. And like I said, there's sex trafficking, but then there's also labor trafficking. There's forced domestic servitude. There's child soldiers. And then there's I'm, I know I'm missing one, Allie. I know there's organ trafficking, which is a separate thing. Yeah. Um, I don't so, know the fourth one. Yeah. Organ trafficking, which is just terrific. That, um, is, that one is dystopian and so sickening. They all are. Every single they one. They all are. But, yeah. Ugh. So um, I also think that's another, I think a lot of times the vocabulary gets murky and there's a lot of confusion that like, it's not just sex trafficking. It's not just child trafficking. Adults are trafficked as well. And so keeping all that in mind, if you wanted to go on to the next one, Allie. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously a lot of good information, a lot of heavy information. So the next three are ones that you can kind of like digest. It gives you some numbers, like I was saying. So first, you're going to see as you start to dive into information that like things might not add up. And that's because so much of this industry is underground. So even just like going on to that, people are trafficked for their organs. Like people are taken so that they can take their kidneys, which obviously is not good for the human. It is deathly often for the human that is involved with it. And so with that, it's black, it's the black market, right? It is, you know, the sex market. It is all of these markets that are completely hidden from the light that we know in our day to day and our our lives as we know them. And so with that, these stats are actual guesses and they don't even add up to a 100%. So keep that in mind. But this is the way that we kind of communicate the people that are used in this. So 71% are women. That is a lot of the indentured servitude, the sex trafficking. Women are are predominantly used for sex trafficking, but there are many, many men that are as well. And then organ donation as well within that. And so for that, um, there's also like just partner, like, you know, people are taken to become a partner of someone. It's, it's very interesting as you dive into those types. So that's 71%, 29% men. Men are often used as well as women, right? We can't generalize things, but men are often brought into labor, right? And so they are used in more of that um, labor intensive, indentured servitude, also in relationships and in sex trafficking. Um, And then the last one is 25% women or not women, children. It is very difficult to get a count of children as well, more so even than the women and the men, because children are out of control, unaware, and very deeply hidden in this industry. And just completely manipulated. So if you look at even Elizabeth Smart, if you remember that being, you know, in the early 2000s, she had, she was groomed, she was unaware, but she had that foundation um, that allowed her to fight and make it, you know, out in her 
family obviously had the resources to keep it top of mind over 18 months. That is not the case for most children taken. So there becomes a lack of awareness for them. So that 25% for children is, you know, you can kind of go back and forth with it. All of those numbers, though, are accurate to the best of the knowledge of the industry. From that, slavery happens in every country, every single one of them. You know, we have it really amazing living in America, or we have lots of countries listening here, wherever you are, you're probably in a developed country. And I pray a hope, you know, filled and and safe situation, but it is happening under your nose. 100%. It happens everywhere. And then the last one is 5.4 out of every 1000 people are enslaved in the world. So if you, you know, are, like I said, bitten by the bug, and you're talking about this with someone using that stat, five five out of a thousand, they're 100% guaranteed to be enslaved that we know of in this very dark, mysterious, hidden market. It could be way more, right? So the way that I like to kind of think or explain this to people too is ants. You don't know about ants in your kitchen until you see a few And then you follow the trail and you go into the cabinets and all of a sudden they're everywhere, right? They operate in the places you might not see. This is a very similar industry. They are coming into the cracks, the creases and the places and pieces of life that you might not be checking on day in and day out. And you, you know, I pray, like I said, you're safe. You are safe, but your awareness in that safety is what will change this. And like I said, we are the generation where when we step into being a solution, we can be. And I encourage you in looking into these stats to also look into, you know, the solutions. So we're pulling all of these stats from A21. A21 is a global, you know, organization with great relationships with NGOs going into some of the worst affected countries. And they are, you know, going and saving, but they're also facilitating, you know, healing and then placement back into the real world for survivors. Look into the different solutions though. Like, are you, you know, excited about going and saving? Is that where you would like to tithe or give your money, right? Are you the rehabilitation? Like, does that make you excited? Like there are so many different phases of it taking survivors and, you know, just making sure that they can live a life after going through such a traumatic event that you should look into. And I really encourage, and that is where my life really changed. I obviously was working in the going and getting, but for Bloom Babe, like 27% of what we make goes to A21. But then my goal is to eventually employ survivors who have gone through the facilitative healing process and now need to reintegrate. There are so many others like that, right? And it's a lot more work, honestly, but it's so worth it. And it's those solutions can be built into your dreams. And I know so many people that are listening to this are inspired to build their own business, have that entrepreneurial bug. Think about how you can be a solution with the things that you're creating, the things that you're called to your job, even if you don't want to create your own business, like what could you do and bring attention to in your corporate setting? So with that, thank you so much for listening. Kirsten, what else would you like to add for anyone who's just dipping their toes into this information? Yeah, just to tag on to what you were saying, Allie, it's like we all have different gifts. We all have things that we're passionate about. We all have different areas of influence. 
And I think that word influence can be misconstrued sometimes, but every single person, you have a circle of people that you impact. And so I think getting into this, I know at least for me, a lie that I believe is like, oh, I don't have a huge following. So like, you know, I don't even know if it's worth, you know, if anyone's listening, but I will tell you the more that I've spoken up about this, the more that people have come to me and asking questions and how they can help. And so it really just takes that act of faith to step out and do what you feel God's calling you to do about this. And I will just throw some things out of examples of how different giftings can be used. So I know a lawyer, so super random, right? But he heard one of my podcast episodes and he was like, he called me and he was like, oh my gosh, like I've been working with a group of lawyers across the country working pro bono to sue the motels that allowed trafficking to happen and also to expunge the criminal records of these survivors. Of So like, that's one example. I am not a lawyer. I will never be able to use that gifting to help survivors, right? But I am, like I said, I'm an actress, I'm a filmmaker. So I'm making a film right now about that. And maybe like Ali said, you are, you care more about like the rehabilitation and that's what excites you. My roommate, for example, is a social worker and she works with survivors of trafficking. And now you don't have to go change your career path, but there's tons of volunteer opportunities. There's tons of ways to give your money to these organizations that focus more on the aftercare. And that is one thing I will say, there's a very highly, there's a high percentage of victims and survivors that are re-victimized because there's not the proper healing and rehabilitation. So if your heart really is for like helping people in their trauma and their healing, that's a big area that really needs to be focused on. And so I will just say with that, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I think we live in this life or this time of hashtag activism, as my friend said. So sometimes we think like, Oh, I'll post about it on social media. And then the box is checked and I've done my job. Now that's great. And that's really important. But I think having grace on yourself that you don't have to figure it all out right now, but just little baby steps and being open to opportunities where you can help and you can even the awareness of educating yourself so that you can keep your eyes out in your day to day lives especially as things are reopening now post like COVID, there are, like Ali said, it's like an ant trail. You know, it is happening under our noses, even if it's hidden. And just focusing on keeping your eyes out. There's the human trafficking hotline, which I'm sure Ali can link in this episode and having that saved in your phone and not being scared to speak up because the worst that can happen is you were wrong and that person was not being trafficked or a victim of trafficking. The best can ha- that can happen is you've saved someone and, and given them freedom. So just those like, there's so many ways to get involved and to help. And I think just those small ways to start educating yourself. Like Ali said, we plan on having more of these conversations. So we're all in this together. I'm just like really grateful that you're here listening to this. And last thing I will leave you with is it can be really overwhelming focusing on the numbers. It seems like, oh my gosh, 40.3 million people enslaved. That's why sometimes when we think of even the Holocaust as an example, it's really hard to relate to the stat of people that were killed, but we can connect so strongly to Anne Frank's story, right? And so A21 always says it's about the one. We do it for the one. If one person is free from human trafficking because of the work that I'm doing, that is enough for me. And so I think 
as we go on this journey, just focusing on the one. And the more that all of us focus on the one, the more that, like Ali said, we're going to be the generation to end this and to see change. And so I hope that encourages you and empowers you because I know it's a really dark and heavy thing and it can feel really discouraging sometimes, but I'm excited to go on this journey with all of you. Yeah. So, so good. Thank you so much for being here, Kirsten and Kirsten. <laughs> Everyone mispronounces my that name. So I, I don't, I didn't even hear the. <laughs> That's so funny. I've never done that anyway, but thank you so much for being here and just for bringing the knowledge in your heart. And yeah, anyone who's listening, I just pray that you're encouraged and that, you know, you realize knowledge is power. So start to educate yourself, start to search, and you will find just different ways to get plugged in that align with who and what you are. And like she yeah. said, your, your influence, your gifting, it's there. It's pertinent. There's a reason that you are on this earth right now in this moment. Do okay. not sleep on the opportunity to create the change that you have the potential to create. So with that being said, thank you. I love you. And Gosh, I can't wait to do this again. Thank you. Have a good day, guys.